Oh, hi there. I was just editing one of my podcasts here. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but you can call me Dylan, and this is the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hey, let's see how this thing sounds. Oh, hold in! Okay, so it needs a little more work, but that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. Oh, don't take my word for it, though. You can find out for yourself when you listen to today's Wadfam Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are here this week talking about episode seven. Seven. Promises. The promises. days in which God created the universe. Promises, seven. promises. Promises, comma, promises. Yes. Seven 24-hour periods. And actually, he did it in six, Andrew. You're right. The seventh was just for resting. Indeed. Don't Don't fact check this. <laughs> No, you can fact check that. I'll stand by it. Um, this is, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 once again uh, on the first album, but mm-hmm. like, eh, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the first episode to air in 1988. It aired January 2nd wow. of that year. Um, it is uh, directed by uh, Phil Waller and Steve Harris, written by Phil Waller solo, and also starring Phil Waller inexplicably. Yeah. Somebody must have gotten sick, right? So, um... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't really have anybody of note cast-wise for this episode, aside from Phil Waller playing himself as a friend of Chris who is forgetful. Mm-hmm. And, and a partier. Right. Yes. But a... Yeah. A partier who also likes to bowl. Mm. Hmm. Very Big Lebowski of him. Apparently. <laughs> this is pre-Big Lebowski, so maybe he inspired it. <laughs> I think that's canon. <laughs> I mean, look, I can live with that. Ask the director. It's also this weird sure. thing. Chris lives in Odyssey in these early episodes, yeah. which is always baffling. Yeah. But, but yeah, this episode... Mm-hmm. I think we will have stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It also is the least episode we've maybe ever covered. <laughs> That's not true. We've covered less episodes, but this episode is so bare bones. Yeah. It is like 15 minutes tops. Yeah, with like sketches and everything. It- well, it is, right. It's 19 minutes, but it takes like a good four minutes till it starts. Mm-hmm. And then it has credits at the end yeah. and an interlude in the middle. Yep. And we'll get into more of like kind of the absurdity of it as we go. Um, but before we can do that, I do need to roll the promo. On the next adventure in Odyssey. We're going to take a look at Odyssey through the eyes of Connie Kendall and hear what happens when she makes a promise Wit doesn't think she can keep. I know it wouldn't be easy, but we just have to make a promise to ourselves that we're going to change and then stick to that promise. A promise, huh? Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Man, the music on those promos, yeah. the synth 
Just makes yeah. me want to cuddle up to a warm copy of the ESV. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Written. Oh, what, what what version do you think John Avery Whitaker uses? Uh, well, I'm presuming he can speak Hebrew. Uh, right, of course. So yep, that's the I'm, answer. Yeah. Yep, you're right. If somebody right. were to ask him, I'm sure he probably has like a Hebrew, a KJV, and an ESV on him at all times. That's my guess. <laughs> I don't know. It, it does seem like a person of the people, so he <laughs> might rock an NIV sometimes. I think so, with kids. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think he's definitely smart enough to know the strengths of the different translations sure, and everything sure, exactly. like that. But he he's definitely not. hates the message. Yo, I mean, everyone in Odyssey does. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there's not an episode hating the message. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. They've got the club now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that should be an episode which is just like, boy, can you believe this new Translation. translation of the Bible called the statement. <laughs> <laughs> they paraphrase everything. Psalms yeah. is just a rap. Connie's music. like, I don't know. I kind of like it. And they're mm-hmm. like, No, Connie, you're dumb. Yep. You shouldn't like this thing. It's actually bad. Mm-hmm. There's some. And then we need like a Bono stand-in for them to be mad at as well. Oh yeah. Def- Wait, is Bono a fan of the message? There's a whole like Bono is like tight with the guy who like spearheaded the message and they did a bunch of like promotional videos for the message together. Interesting. Ha Okay. <laughs> I can't say that I would have seen that coming, but it doesn't seem off-brand at all. See, I know this as uh, as the son of a massive U2 fan who then became a massive U2 fan. Fair. Fair. It's unavoidable. Much like me and the Zeppelin. That is what they say. But a lot less biblically backed, unfortunately. <laughs> God uh, was nowhere near me in my father's discussions of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You play one of those records backwards, Andrew. That's going to be the end of you. Yeah, the, the demon comes out of the record and then mm-hmm. in through your ears. Yeah. And that's fact. And that's how you die. Yep. Um, listen to our episode on 60-something if you don't believe us. Mm-hmm. I, I actually die on air. <laughs> but then three days later he came back (laughs) they rolled away the uh the old card table (laughs) and there i was it's just a really big record (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) what record is sealing my tomb (laughs) hitler's inferno probably (laughs) I don't know, maybe something by the mountain goats. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, after after a, a million years of, of Chris and Phil goofing. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so Chris is waiting for Phil because they're supposed to go bowling. Whatever. Great. He's not there. He doesn't show. Chris goes to the payphone or whatever to make a call. We get the wait intro, and then we come back. And, uh, very hazy Phil is... Hazy Phil. Yeah, hazy Phil. That's that's what we call him around these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> does not remember, and, uh, he was at a party or something late na- last night, and he apologizes about promising to do that, and that's the whole theme of the episode, because they said it twice in the title, so it has to be. They, they did indeed say it twice. 
so yeah then then the episode actually begins and it's mm-hmm. a framing device of connie writing a letter to her friend marcy mm-hmm. who's in california another thing worth noting this is introduced by chris oh my apparently word. being <laughs> in the room <laughs> and she says, this doesn't long- make any sense so chris is established in this episode as a character in odyssey yes and then she's like Connie's invited us to listen as she writes as long as we don't make too much noise. And I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) This framing device just keeps getting worse and worse. I'm just like this, you know, this, the story paints the picture that she's like writing at a desk in a room by lamplight. And Chris is just standing in the corner. (laughs) Yeah. Is, Um. is Chris Connie's guardian angel? I guess the only way to know for sure is if she dies before the show ends. Wow. Because they're the only two ongoing wow. characters, wow. right? <laughs> they, they, yep, they are. If Chris is a character. So, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we talk about, um, yeah, Connie. Connie's writing mm-hmm. to her friend Marcy in California, talking about how boring this is, talking about, what do you... Instead of watching paint dry, she says watch watching bread mold, which is hilarious, and I love that turn of phrase. A lot more interesting. I would be much more interested in watching mm. bread mold grow than um... Yeah, I mean if it's like a time lapse, I think in real time that would be pretty pretty rough. Depends on if you have a microscope. That could be fun. That's true. I was not at Give us three dollars a... a month to watch us look at bread mold in a microscope. <laughs> that will not happen. But you know, maybe we'll review a YouTube video where someone else does. Always leave that door open, Dylan. <laughs> uh, she also reveals that they got a golden lab which they named Kitty, mm-hmm. which is funny name. Mm-hmm. Good bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think Connie this has a dog <laughs> com- ever comes up again. <laughs> I remember this bit, and I don't remember any other instance of Connie having a dog. <laughs> yeah. This episode's a weird one. There is some stuff later on mm-hmm. that is, like, cemented into my brain. Mm-hmm. This part fully lost on me. Yeah, the Tom and Wit scene that happens next. Oh, my word. Completely right. forgot. <laughs> so so it's then, right, Connie starts talking about, is like, oh, naming the, you know, the lab kitty was Wit's idea. And I'm like... Come on, really? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it? I don't buy that for a second. And then it's her excuse to then talk about Wit. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about Wit and Tom. And there's this thing where it's like she's talking about like her friends mm-hmm. in Odyssey. And then it's just Wit and Tom. And I'm like, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, they, well... It's on you, Focus. It's on you, Phil. You didn't give her a female peer friend yeah, for or 30 any years. Peer friend. <laughs> like it's it's so it's so bad. She has Marcy who she's writing to, and she's writing to Marcy to talk about two men who are her, like her grandparents' age. Mm-hmm. Comfortably. Yeah. And yeah. And then we flash back into the scene of Tom and Wit doing the third episode in a row of a who's on first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where Tom doesn't understand that Wit wants to read uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. Oh, word. Famous children's author. Yeah. Author Tom, of Tom like, insinuates, like, you go on a hot date tonight, Wit, yeah. which is very funny. Yeah. Love to see it. And then Wit's like, yep, a date with a book. Mm-hmm. And Tom doesn't understand this concept. And they 
just do the same bit again. Yeah, for like 30 seconds or for like a full minute. Yeah, and I would like to at this point address an incredible anecdote from the um from the complete guide the 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 later one um thanks johnny youngblood interesting it's the official guide the complete Mm -hmm. guide's the original one but at the top of the pages it says the complete guide even though it's the official guide i never noticed that is that true in both printings it is not interesting All right. Anyways, um, so reading from here from the official guide, there's this note that I think is incredibly interesting, which is the promises, promises conversation between Wit and Tom, the the, the one we just talked about, originally appeared in the first Family Portraits episode. They reused audio from that episode. That's fair. For Connie's flashback. Yeah. Which is... Flat out interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Makes yeah. me want to cover family portraits. Hey, uh, maybe maybe, maybe we'll do that someday. But it's like it's so funny that it's like in an episode that has like fifteen minutes of content. Yep. Three of those fifteen minutes are recycled <laughs> from another episode. Yeah. I also it's like it's a flashback that it's like so family portraits is like truly cannot be canon mm-hmm. because Connie was not there observing it. Yeah. The first time. Yeah. What? <laughs> you make a very interesting point, Dylan. <laughs> but maybe maybe she was just observing it like Chris does yeah, in this what I'm episode. Saying. There, there's got to be a fourth dimension of like spectral uh, existence in Odyssey where you can be present but not actually be there. Yeah. Hey, mm. sign me up for that. I'd be a fly on Connie's wall. So that's the title of my fanfic. I've actually been thinking about writing Odyssey fanfic. Do it. Yeah. But then don't tell me it's yours. Okay. And bring it to one of the readings. <laughs> All right. Maybe over the summer. Yeah, mi- uh... mix it in with mix it in with some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, subscribe to our bonus show in which you can hear Andrew and I read Adventures in Odyssey fanfic every once in a while. And it is a great time, in my opinion. It's a blast. It's a blast to make. I mean, I like making this show, but the uh, the, the bonus content stuff is just pure joy for yeah. me. Look, guys, it's only three bucks a month. Yeah, right? The link is in the description of this show, or you can just go on Spotify or go to our Anchor page, wherever you want to do. You get two episodes extra of us talking each month, and I think it's fun. Plus, uh, we're nearly offsetting the cost of the club. I know, isn't it great? (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, the, yeah. So then, then it cuts back to Connie writing the letter, and she goes yep. into more about who Wit is, brings up the fact that he used to run an encyclopedia company, used to, I, yes and no, he's still on the board, I think I she know. says he used to own oh, it, used to own and it. I okay. think he doesn't technically own it anymore, because, like, it's the board. Yeah. So, he's like, just, he's, yeah. uh, he's the chairman of the board, mm-hmm. but he's not actually the owner, in the same way that, like, you know... Yeah, CEO doesn't own a company. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Like, it's, yeah. And she, she's, she's right. I don't think she should be this right. No. <laughs> no, certainly She's almost not. too right. Maybe, maybe she's got another career here. Um, the... 
and she's talking about wit and how he relates to the kids and how yep. you know despite the fact that he's so much older than she is they get along really well and then they cut to wit so duping a child <laughs> right um about him not physically being there and he's like oh i can confirm this to you logically and then he just lists all the all of the statement or like a bunch of different cities and being like well i'm not there and i'm not there and if i'm not in either of those two places then i must be someplace else and he's like and the kid's like yeah of course and he's like well if he's someplace else he can't be here yeah ha 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 great yep and she talks about, so she's talking about, like, how different the people are here. And she's like, you know, I've never met any, or I've never been around anyone like him, especially, you know, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Which is, so you, the whole, like, coastal elite snobbery, mm-hmm. this is the reverse. Yeah. This is middle America snobbery. 100%. Which Odyssey is, like, dealing so heavily in in mm-hmm. these early episodes, and we've mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. But just the, like... Even Connie as a person who's, like, just gotten out of L.A. can't believe how much better the people are here than back in her hometown. And I'm like, this is a nationally syndicated show. Kids in L.A. are going to listen to it. Yeah. What are you... Like, I hate... Stop ostracizing cities. I hate... I hate the snobbery of being, like... Only the Midwest gets Christianity right. (laughs) Right. Of, of like, you know, our way of life is so much better than everyone else's. Because also, like... They didn't choose where they're living, and there's so much validity to their experience, Mm -hmm. and you're just like, well, you're not doing it right unless you're in the middle of nowhere, and everyone you meet, you know, Mm -hmm. and everyone is white and Christian, and I'm just like, I I hate this. Yeah. No, it's it's unfortunate. (laughs) I Midwestern hospitality is a real thing. I think that... It is, like, a cultural thing for people to be more interpersonal in that area of the country. But, I mean, there's plenty examples of that in California and on the West Coast and on the East Coast and whatever. Uh, So, you know, I think that both sides of it do have some validity where, like, okay, yeah, in L.A., a waitress is a lot less inclined to ask you how your day's going. You know, compared to somebody in the Midwest. But... It doesn't mean that they're not good Christians or that they can't be good people because of their geographic right, location. Right, 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 right. Or just this, the, like, we are so much better than all of those people because... We're sectored off. Because Right, because of our geography. Yep. And We're that, untainted. Yeah, yeah. It's, we just got uh, that... It's so... That sweet, corn-fed, Bible Belt living. <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. And, yeah, and then... There's, she talks about, like, he's religious, but he's not the kind who would, like, shave his head or hang around in airports. I think that's a Krishna joke. Oh. That, that, yeah. Like, that was a thing in the 80s and 90s, you know. Oh. Shave their heads. And... Okay. Yep. Look at Andrew coming in with cultural stuff. Hey! <laughs> it was bound to happen eventually. I was like, I was <laughs> like, what is this, like, Yeah. Because yeah. I, I guess the modern version of that joke you'd probably make is like, you know, is not like going up and knocking on your door in yeah. a collared shirt or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. Bible thumping on a street corner. Although right. I think Wit does that at some point. Hmm. I I want to <laughs> see Wit now. Someone someone draw fan art of Wit holding a The End Is Near <laughs> sign. The question With is. With a megaphone. What version of Wit are you drawing? 
Are you drawing the new version? Oh, it definitely Flint? has to be the new version. Okay. But I want him. I want his skin to be turning red, Alex mm-hmm. Jones style. Oh yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe a, like a no to masks sign or something like that. <laughs> it's like two things. Uh yeah. Yep. Send that fan art our way. We'll put it on a shirt. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we'll shout you out. What'd you say? We'll shout you out. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we look after each other. Yeah. So, so then, then we, then we jump over to wit's end where Connie and wit are listening to a conversation, like a news broadcast of a hostage situation in is no anyway, Tel Aviv is Israel. Correct. Yes. So it's, it's a wild, it's, a, it's a wild news clip to have. It also sounds like it might be a real news clip. Yeah, it definitely could be. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely, I didn't do any research into this being, like, a real thing. Well, but they don't just, say a lot in the context. Like, they really give right. you little to go off. Yes. Of. Yep. But, but yeah. And then there's, yeah, then Connie's like, you know, if we could just get everyone into one big room and just, like, work all this out. And I'm like, Connie, I do appreciate your your hopefulness and your naivety for sure and i'm like i wish we wouldn't bash it out of her yeah exactly but also if there's anything the internet has showed us it's that there are huge benefits to everyone being in the same room and cataclysmic downsides yes and i (laughs) still try and like (laughs) people who follow me might be aware of this but Listed in my, as one of my superlatives in my bios on social media is fan of the internet. Mm-hmm. And that is there as a guiding light for me to remind myself that at the end of the day, I do think these things are net positive, And I do think that, like, we are better because of this. Oh, yeah. no. However, so much of the internet sucks. And yeah. so much of us being in the same room is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yes. I well, think it also is great in like providing voices to people who didn't have them already mm-hmm. because when everyone's in the same room, populations that were one person in a town mm-hmm. are now significant populations. Mm-hmm. Like I love I love so much of what community on the internet brings. Yes. This show that we are doing right now couldn't exist without it. Mm-hmm. Like there it's it's amazing that there are there are places for people who have similar thoughts and experiences to gather mm-hmm. and like have Across community, the world. right? Yeah, regardless of geography. Mm-hmm. That being said, there are bad groups that yeah. gather in that way, <laughs> exactly, and that sucks. And mm-hmm. that is just like what it means to live in the modern age. But yeah. like, I I think that this is interesting as a pre-internet, where this is like episode where this is so hypothetical oh yeah of just like you know wouldn't it be great if we could get everyone in the same room and i feel like only like within maybe the last five years Mm -hmm. are we really starting to reckon with as a society what it means to all be in the same room yeah exactly and um yeah it's it's frustrating how wit responds to connie and just the way that connie's yeah he laughs and like I don't like, I mean, 
when we get into the topic of like mankind's inherent issues right. and well, sin and this all is, of this that. is a if you haven't picked up on it already chalk squad this is a total depravity of man episode yes 100 percent. and um you know that's fine and good and whatnot and there's definitely a lot of support for it i think that the argument against it could have been presented better but obviously that's just right they, they're, they're never gonna do it like yeah, it's going yeah. to be like Connie is a child who is not a Christian who needs to be educated by older Christian men around her. Ah, I didn't like that sentence. <laughs> and so, but I mean, that's the premise of the show at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yes. And to some extent, even now. Mm-hmm. But like, that is so core to the show that it's like, of course it's a straw man. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course the argument is you haven't actually played any of these thoughts out. Mm-hmm. If you did, you'd realize they were wrong. Yeah. And it's like, there are people who have played them out and come to different conclusions. But we but, can't validate that. No, if we're that, absolutely right, then everybody else is absolutely wrong. Right, right. And I, yeah, I, 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 to play my cards on the table, I do tend to, like, land pretty comfortably in the, like, Mankind is not inherently good camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I am... That is... Yeah. A thing I am fairly secure in. Mm-hmm. But I also will say that that argument has led to a ton of bad stuff mm-hmm. that I hate. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those co- topics that's very complicated and will try and be nuanced. But, like, this is, like, one of the core struggles in the world like in like in like any sort of philosophy yes exactly is like this are people inclined to good Mm -hmm. are people inclined to evil i would say probably predominantly people are are inclined to selfishness yes yeah there's and this is fun that I get to actually use something I'm learning in school, but I'm doing a class on C.S. Lewis and we're reading uh, Mere Christianity right now, which you've read it, presumably? I have not read Mere Christianity. I have read 10 C.S. Lewis books. None of them are Mere Christianity. Fair. Um, Full disclosure, it's seven narnia and three space trilogy <laughs> i'm so, proud of you great job <laughs> i mere christian oh wait no i have read the screw tape letters okay so that's screw another one letters mere, also mere christianity my mom recently read it was tell was talking about it like all over the holidays and whatnot so you know maybe maybe i will get around to it at some point but it's it's good it's short but um i i like the way lewis writes yeah yeah well he he spends the first book because it's like i think it's three books um within it uh, kind of establishing the idea of moral law and, like, the fact that the way that humans interact with each other and the way that we quarrel implies that we universally do have some sense of right and wrong and fairness and conduct, which is, like, definitely put there by God and supports that. But, so that is always fighting against the depravity of man and selfishness and, yeah, That'll be my plug for the episode. Read Mere Christianity if you haven't. It's a very solid book. The first five chapters of it are very um, a-religious. Like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get into the Christian nitty-gritty of it until book two, which I think is really nice because it it gives it a more academic, approachable, mm, yeah. logical kind of tone. Uh, 
but yeah, it, it was just very interesting to think about that, especially within the context of like total depravity and mm. everything like that, where yeah. we do have these universal concepts of like standards of behavior and fairness, but also universally not <laughs> following right. that law. <laughs> right. It's like, do I believe in the total depravity of man? Yes. Do I always like John Piper? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, we can exist in both camps. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh like everything nuance amen um <laughs> then um Fan right so this 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 thing continues where it's like connie's like you know if i just promise that like i will never do a thing again mm-hmm. then like i can then you know if you just work hard enough you right. can make it happen yeah which so this episode is also right is weirdly about like works Mm-hmm. And also keeping promises. Yes. But the undertone is total depravity. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They're they're doing they're doing a lot here and they're they're doing it all kind of okay. Um it's I don't might be generous. I, no, uh, yeah, it it's it's so it's so tough because it's like even when like Odyssey is playing in realms where I'm like theoretically more comfortable mm-hmm. at this era. They're making choices where I'm just mad at them. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, and it's, <sighs> yeah, I will, we can talk about it at the end, but I think a lot more about what I like about this episode is the ways that it sets up for what they do in the future, mm. like the narrative structure and all of sure. that, the way that the char- uh, characters interact and, and hearing, from Connie's first-person perspective of the relationships in Odyssey, I think is very cool and, like, yeah. distinct to mm. the, you know, the radio drama media. Sure, sure, yeah. And so we get we we get her, yeah, so she kind of vows to a month of patience. Yep. After she wants to do more and Wit negotiates her he, down he, to yo, that. He pulls full smart and goals, he, like. Right, <laughs> and he's so smug during mm-hmm. it because, you know... We, we you're gonna fail, you fourteen-year-old girl. You're gonna fail. You're only fourteen. What you think you could be a good person? You're gonna fail. <laughs> to 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 lift the show, we are always um, stealing from. Uh, on a recent episode of Good Christian Fun, um, I, I believe Kevin T. Porter, though it may have been someone else, and I'm sorry if I'm misattributing, said we serve a smug God. <laughs> <laughs> we serve a smug wit, certainly. <laughs> And that was exactly how I felt here, where I was like, yes, this is a smug wit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's dripping with smug. Uh, And so... uh, The smug of war. My word. And yeah, so he... Yeah, she talks about then, like, how good the the first few days of it were, and how, like, nice that felt, Mm -hmm. and whatever, and, like... I liked and then, that. Yeah, and then Wit's like just passive aggressively being like, "Up, oh, it'll fail eventually." Right, <laughs> like the yep. whole time. Yeah, yeah. There was no, "Wow, you're doing a great job, making some serious character improvements, and trying yeah. to be more patient as a person." And then, yeah, and then we have uh, yeah. Phil, Phil and Lisa. This is a different Phil from the intro. <laughs> Phil. This is yep. Phil who we who was um, who we told the story of uh, Madge and Guy to. Oh. Oh, this okay, the okay. same Phil and Lisa. Lisa sounding very much like a boy in this scene, which cool. Um, Love to see it. <laughs> and I mean, no no complaints here, no yep. notes. Um, <laughs> and they are so that Wit's giving them riddles, and they do a math 
like or like it's it's the it's the riddle of saint ives so it's like right. all these people are going to yep. saint ives blah 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 they right. do well no home. not they're not all going to saint ives no, only that's... only you are yes you're um, going to saint ives right. and, you and these, these kids people. are like incredibly good at math and i'm presuming they're writing it down and doing it on paper yeah but still like it this scene is this portion of the scene is too long yes, yes they go through the entire math equation mm-hmm. say it to wit and he goes and he goes no actually that's not right but your math is a hundred percent correct and i'm just like what <laughs> what are we doing here wit and then uh. he's like he's like actually and then like repeats the beginning again mm-hmm. you know i was going to saint eves mm-hmm. and i saw and he's like so they weren't there saint ives whatever yeah. so they weren't there so ha huh, you know and then they... it's connie's turn to do a riddle yep and connie goes does this starts out with there's an electric train and i wrote down in my in my notes the train is electric that's the answer yeah. <laughs> also it's electric it's electric Boogie, woogie, woogie. Amen. Um, so it, so I was just like, okay, I immediately know where, because I know this like riddle scheme. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. We just did it. Yeah. And that is, I think, a genuine shortcoming is that they do the same riddle structure twice. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of riddle structures. Mm-hmm. You did like the one, just explain to the kids what the trick was. And then the fact that they aren't getting it this time, I'm mm-hmm. like, come on give these kids a little bit more credit yeah and then connie decides Loses her mind <laughs> right like, decides idiots. that right that these kids are stupid rather than repeating herself in any way she just chastises them for not being able to get it yep. and they're doing the math and she's like no, no no it's not it's not about that and it's like they just did one of these like the the, the yeah. I got like low key triggered when she yeah. said, "Just think," and I'm like, yeah. the amount of times that my ADHD riddled brain as a child was told, "Why aren't you thinking?" And I'm like, "I swear I was. It just wasn't about this, <laughs> or I thought about this, just not right." <laughs> like, I'm like, oh. And then, oh yeah. So Connie escalates, uh, reveals the electric train doesn't emit smoke. Ha ha. I can't believe you guys are so dense and yeah, then mic drop walk away. <laughs> it's there are a million ways to better show Connie not being patient than this one. Than her insulting children? Yeah. <laughs> like there she she's works in a service industry. Yeah. There is plenty of excuse to not be patient and to fail in that way on your goal. Instead they go for this crazy elevated version wherein like she's entirely discredited (laughs) right where like nothing she's doing is good Mm -hmm. she's fully in the wrong Mm -hmm. and like it's over nothing yeah it paints the picture that the evil was just pent up inside her this whole time and eventually it just overcame her andrew you hit the nail on the head that is my exact thought yeah where it's like, oh, you just weren't just... a bad person, so you kept it all in, and now you got to pee real right, bad. Like... Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, is the argument that like she bottled up all this anti-patience and then just exploded? Yeah, like, I mean, that's like, is the solution works, but... <laughs> is the solution that like she needs to release a like be a little impatient every day so that it doesn't build up to this? <laughs> I think meditation might be a better uh, like, intervention what? here. But what yeah. is this argument? 
I mean, yeah, and it's also it's a scene that would suck so much without the promise she was keeping. Exactly. There are ways to show her falter in patience Mm -hmm. and like lose out on the promise aspect of it Mm -hmm. without her being like without her wrecking herself in all the other ways. Yeah. Like the whole promising thing, you're overextending yourself. That's very real and like I would right. like to see an Odyssey Especially after, episode. Right. Especially after the first episode with Connie, she's like, is Wit getting bombarded by 10 different people at once? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that here. Again, it'd be, it'd make perfect sense. Yeah. I am curious as to the w- annoying regulars at Wit's end. Because <laughs> there are good regulars and there are bad regulars, but I want to know who's annoying and who has the worst order to make. Yeah, I mean, Andrew works at, previously worked at the Wit's end of, of our town and now mm-hmm. works at its corporate, you know, overlord. Yep. <laughs> you, went from, you went from Wit's end to the Novacom Kids Center. Yep, I did both. It's great. I, I like to uh, walk that fine line alone. <laughs> He walks a lonely road. Mm. The only one that he has ever ever known. known. (laughs) Don't know where it goes. But it's only him. He walks alone. Yeah. So, and obviously this Connie blowing up gets transformed into Wit dressing her down and just being like, well, we can't make the bird, you know, make the world without cracking a few eggs yeah yeah we can't make the world a better place because we're all inherently bad and we need to like find jesus for things to be better which fair true wonderful i believe in you know the full reconciliation of the world through christ i don't know if that's what we need to be telling the 14 year old right now hey andrew Hmm. you want to perform this scene the two of us we've done this before yes we scroll down to the quotes i want you to be connie okay i'm gonna be wit we're going to do this because this scene is seared into my mind. There are so many quotes that I was like quoting along with this scene. And I was like, I cannot believe this is where we're at. I'm terrified of myself in this oh, moment. You see, Connie, you believe that deep down everyone is good. And if we all just somehow tap into that inner goodness, we can make the world a whole lot nicer. Well, I'm sorry, but that's just not the case. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's why I just shake my head and laugh when I hear someone make a promise to be a better person. That's like treating the symptoms and ignoring the disease. What about promising to God to be a better person? Like, what the... What? (laughs) What? The... Or grace? Or any of that? Yeah. uh, The talk downedness snobbery of wit being like i just shake my head and laugh when i hear someone promise to be better yeah. and i'm like that sucks wit yeah right like and what are you i think that, and i also think that like saying that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god while a hundred percent true is not the, the argument you're yeah. trying to make here <laughs> yeah the argument... Like, you can be a sinful person and still be striving to do good. Yes, Because we all are <laughs> sinful people. Yeah, and the ones of us are striving to do good. And like... I think, like, whether or not it is... Like, knowing it is not ultimate goodness, I mm-hmm. do believe in, like, people striving to do good outside of, like, Christ yeah. and the church and whatever. Yeah. Like... I think that there are, 
I think that that like humans are inherently selfish thing mm-hmm. is a thing that you can fight back against mm-hmm. without God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't yeah. think that you're ultimately successful in that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's what saves you. Yeah. But I, I don't think that that being having a relationship with God is the only way to have a positive a impact yeah. on the world. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And, and that's what I wrote in my notes where I was like, I just feel like this is very, again, painted with broad strokes in the in the fact that, like, you can't make the world a better place unless you're a Christian. And that just denies the fact that, like, secular organizations do what the church should be doing. And, um... Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, like... who are the hands and feet of Christ? Like, the people that are sitting in pews on Sundays or the people that are... Like, you know, serving the homeless and everything right, like that. Like, right, And it's like if... There's if, a place for both, but you can't just yeah. say that if you're not in this camp, then you can't do right. anything. Right. And without without making the... Like, turning this into a, like, Calvinism free will argument, which I do not want to go down. Um, but, like... But Speaking just of that, the like, ESV. <laughs> but being able to be, like, if a person saves another person's life mm-hmm. like that counts yeah like that is not like like the and i think that like there are people who like the i mean yeah i mean the bible holds out of like even the pagans will like give up their own life for a friend yeah. like potentially mm-hmm. and like i like there is like there there is good that can come of such things. I mm-hmm. am not like I get really frustrated with the people who make the arguments of like, you know, without like, only Christian charity work is valuable. Or essentially. Only like the only like understanding from a larger picture, like this is it's true that like all good things are coming through God mm-hmm. because yes, like yes. he's in control. Yes. But also being like on a like if we're talking on an individual level people who are like stuff is only good if it comes from a christian and i'm like nah yeah i've heard a lot of bad things come from christians too i'm so sorry amen (laughs) unfortunate yeah well i mean it's almost like that's the point that they made earlier in the fact that like everybody does have a hard time you know being perfect which is very true and real yeah um yeah it's and it feeds into the the narrative of like once you're once you're a christian you are obligated to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be because you have god on your side yeah and like that's very real that's important i believe that like yes god is what helps you like and what drives all of that personal growth right but yeah it, yeah it's it's lacking our favorite nuance and, and um yeah i i, I want to continue on in this in this in this scene here mm-hmm. between us because like there's more stuff i want to get yeah. to that i think is better here yes that we're coming up on but it's, it'll be yeah so connie take it away oh i'm so sorry oh god it's like but treating the just... symptoms and ignoring the disease but you can't just sit back and do nothing. I mean, doesn't the Bible say that the Lord helps those who help themselves? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Besides, I'm not talking about doing nothing. I'm just saying that the cause of the problem runs a lot deeper than a simple promise can reach, no matter how good your intentions are. 
I think this sets up Mm -hmm. this weird false dichotomy Mm -hmm. where it's like either you are a Christian and able to do good Mm -hmm. or you are a pagan and making a promise you can't keep. Yep. And I'm like, excuse me, what? (laughs) Like, I understand in this instance, Connie made a made a promise and Mm -hmm. that like that she wasn't able to keep. But I don't think that that's why people can't do good. Mm hmm. Like, this weird false equivalency thing just really, really baffled me. Yeah, it's... Like, I don't know why we mix the messages of total depravity of man and keeping promises into an episode. I but... mean, only Odyssey. Only Focus yep. can do such things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't even hate Wit's argument that, like, if you want to change on the outside, you need to examine right. the, the inside. This is what I want to get to. Yeah. So I was right when I said that it was hopeless. No, there's hope. Lots of it. You're just putting it in the wrong place. You've got to look deep down on the inside, way down into your soul. That's where the changing has to start. That's why the Bible says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What that means is we have to let God renew our mind. He's got to change us on the inside before results start showing on the outside. That's an excellent point. Right. It's like, I hate you, John Avery Whitaker, for bringing it home. Yeah. Like, what? (laughs) Like, this is a great argument for, like, his, yeah, just like, Connie being like, so it's hopeless. And him being like, no, there there is hope. Mm -hmm. But you can't just, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps in order to in order to get there like it's honestly i think that that argument mm-hmm. is as applicable if not more applicable to christians yes than to the secular world that was what i was alluding to <laughs> earlier where i said that like you feel like you have to be perfect because you've been changed or whatever right. like you you are saved right or and... just being like i like you know the, doing these yeah, doing these works is what's going yeah. to... Right, I can just push myself to be better because of what I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it has to be like this... Like, it has to be a change from the inside out. And mm-hmm. I love that Wit's saying that here. Yeah. Um, but it could be directed towards... Like, yeah, I think directing it direct... Only directing it towards Connie mm-hmm. somewhat misses the point. Yes. Which is like... We all need to be aware of this, of, like, we can't do anything without, like, God changing us on the inside. Like, we're always going to be acting on our own motives Mm -hmm. and, in the end, like, and ultimately Mm -hmm. fail. Yeah. Even if we do good in the meantime. And I I think the problem so much with the church is we can tend to uh, then, because of that statement— undervalue doing good in the meantime exactly yes definitely where yeah you yeah i i really i i i agree with what you're saying like i'm mad that wit kind of he lands on a good note the way that he gets to it is frustrating i think there's an interesting point to be made about the fact that what Christianity does is not trying to shoehorn its way into your life, but rather to get you to choose it instead. So it's not a don't do this, it's a do this instead. And 
that's what I think is is missing in the wits argument, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, so you can't just white knuckle, you know, you can't white knuckle your way through personal change because you have to actually engage in the process. But like when it talks about, you know, looking down into your soul and everything like that, I think what it's neglecting is the fact that what God has to offer is objectively better, mm. and and it is the like. It is the way that brings the most peace, joy, love, you know, patience, mm. kindness, all the other fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Um, gentleness and self-control. I don't know if I got them all. Please fact check me. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at Andrew, which fruit of the spirit he, he left out. <laughs> Did he miss your favorite one? <laughs> Let us know. We'll make a smoothie. Um, yeah, it's, it is very interesting. Um, I, I particularly like the, the, the verse in the Bible. I think it's Jesus talking to Peter to say where he says like if you love me keep my commandments mm, where it's yeah. like there's it's predicated on this relationship and you are yep. choosing something else right right we are not we are not calling the world to the standards of the church yes exactly and we're we're actively choosing something else we're not forcing it into our own lives and just being mm-hmm. like okay so we live in light of this knowledge so we are equipped with the power to be able to change everything and just white knuckle our way through it which is what i grew up believing right <laughs> um, and what is so easy to fall into yeah now like exactly even if it's like i i even if i have that like intellectual understanding that that's yeah. not what's going on you feel that way <laughs> right it, it, it's it's so hard to avoid yes yeah certainly um yeah no it's it's an episode i'll tell you what (laughs) for not being that long it certainly left its mark on me yeah Um, yeah uh, for sure and yeah it's funny like uh, uh, that part of like so the the bit that wit quotes there is mm -hmm. romans 12 2 Mm -hmm. half of the verse yeah but like that is a verse that I know very well and that has been very important to me over the years. And I'm like, how much of that is because, how much of that is because of this though? Yeah. How much of like, yeah. Yeah. He leaves off the second half, but like how much of that phrasing is seared in my mind because of listening to Odyssey? Oh, a hundred percent. No, I like, in the same way that the first time I learned the Lord's Prayer and had to memorize it, it was at Vacation Bible School and it used different wording. And now every time I recite the Lord's Prayer, whether it's in, you know, Catholic Mass or in church or whatever, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yep. It's the these or the those or the trespasses or the... Right. Sins, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, one, the one that I recently ran into because I've been reading I've been reading Psalms recently mm-hmm. is Psalms 23, where I'm like, I have the whole thing memorized. I have no idea what version I have it memorized in. I was like flipping between a bunch and was like, none of these are the same. Yeah. <laughs> I might have just like mashed them yep, together. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> we've, uh, yeah. we've blended them all together. Yeah. In our, in our adolescent subconscious. Hey, but you know what? It, it counts. The, wor- the word of God can transcend versions. Amen. <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think any... Yeah. Well, not the message. It can transcend versions, but except- not paraphrases. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> NLT, I'm looking at you. Oh, the amount of, of NLT and message slander at LBC yeah. is ridiculous. The, the number of times I have heard... The message isn't a translation, it's a paraphrase by people thinking they're being original is atrocious. 
I also would not recommend that the message is the only Bible you read. No, no, certainly not. But it's understanding that different things have different tools for different times. Yes, yes, and that you can, we are gifted with, you know, technology and the Bible app, and we can look at all of them and see the differences. Like, it's true. now more than ever, I feel like we should be more willing to yeah. understand the different values of different yeah. translations. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 fine. Um uh, yeah. So, so the 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 thing the thing that this ends on <laughs> unless you've got something that you need to beat me to no, here no, no, is it. Connie saying, "You know, Marcy, there's just there's something different about these people." Which is every like 90s to well, it's probably just every conservative Christian kid growing up yep. just like is so turned on by that statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just look at me and know something's different. Like that is that is the like that and like martyrdom are like yep. the two things <laughs> yep. that like Christian kids were like have been brought oh, up on. Yeah. Of just like everyone around me hates me because I'm a Christian and they see that I'm different because yep. I'm a Christian and it's mm-hmm. us against the world and just all this stuff that's so frustrating. And so I was just like Oh my word! It's like it's the writer. It's Phil Lawler's like, you know, f- fantasy fulfillment writing this down in here. Yeah. But <sighs> but that's the episode. Then. That's it. Yep. Love Connie. This yeah. is how she signs off. She's thinking about staying a while. Yeah. Um, and we get the Chris outro where Phil shows up and loosely apologizes for promising, and then it right. jumps right into the credits. Man, I wish Phil would show up at the end of our one of our, of one of our episodes and loosely apologize. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> oh man. Um, the other thing that we need to address in this episode, mm-hmm. per the um, wiki and guide. Yep, this episode initially did not have the train scene the riddle scene okay that was recorded later to replace a harley scene oh okay initially connie lost her patience when tom and harley couldn't make up their minds on smoothie flavors see that makes so much more sense yes I just think it's hilarious that this is what they re-recorded. They were so concerned about the police's public image in indecisiveness regarding smoothies. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. So I gotta protect the boys in blue. I wish, Amen. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could find that audio. That yeah. would be very fun because it did air. It aired once mm-hmm. with that version, and then they re-aired it later that year with the edited version, no! and that's the only one that we've had ever since. Oh man. Yep. Oh. I didn't realize it was that quickly afterwards. I figured it was the the uh the No, it's Grand January Harley 2nd suite. to October 1st. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, I I I do I do believe in my heart that that episode is better than this one. Yes. But from, you know, from our frustrations with the train scene, but that everything else fundamentally is we have the same frustrations. Yep. 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 Oh man. Um, and that's, I think that's all. Yeah, that's all. Uh, what did we learn today, Dylan? Um, we learned that we don't trust Phil Waller to mm-hmm. do good representation of, um, 
the the the, the depravity of man that that's just gonna be hard shocking we though. learned that like yeah that just like focus in this era uh can't get outside the us versus themness of like christians versus the world mm, and that. coastals versus middle america oh, yeah. and all of the other weird stuff that they've got going on. Yeah. Um, and we learned that, you know, you if you don't, if you try and practice a virtue mm-hmm. and you fully abstain for it, eventually you'll just bottle up and explode. Yep. So you should only pa- like practice pee. your virtues in moderation. <laughs> Virtue is stored in the balls. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, yeah. Uh. Uh... We learned that Wit likes riddles an awful lot. Mm, it's true. Um, and uh, that Connie... Oh, and that Tom is physically incapable of understanding everyday situations. <laughs> also true. Uh, um, and uh, I've got a final note, if mm-hmm. you're if you're cool with it. I'm, um, I'm, I'm not plugging anything. I feel like we plugged throughout the episode. You've yeah, got your yeah. mere Christianity plug. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know which of my plugs I'm leaving in. I think I cut most of them at this point, but maybe there's a plug earlier. If there is, you'll see it in the link in the description. Um, but importantly, we've got a new review. Hot dog! Five this whole stars? Five-star review Woo-hoo! from user Funny Peeps. Um, the nostalgia trip I didn't know I needed. I discovered this pod a few days ago, and I'm hooked. If you grew up listening to AIO, you know it can sometimes be hard to find others who did and share those experiences with. This podcast is that friend. It's been lovely to revisit Wits End all these years later, and I really appreciate the host's thoughtful critique and recap of the show. I'm binging the Blackguard series currently, and would highly recommend this show to anyone who spent their childhood immersed in Odyssey. Oh, That was like, that was a really good one! Yeah. That was really good! If so, that was my friend from work, thank you. Thank you. Funny. <laughs> if that wasn't, then leave a review. Leave a five-star review. <laughs> thank you so much, funny peeps. And, yeah, seriously. Uh, well, you know, eventually when you get, you binge and you get caught up to this point, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we just, we, we appreciate you. Yeah. We appreciate you listening to this episode. Definitely. Um, and and the show at large and and that goes to all of you yeah um who are listening but especially those who leave us five stars reviews on apple podcasts and those who pay three dollars a month for bonus content yeah we love you the most it's true (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, goodness all right (laughs) well with all that being said we will be back next week to talk about episode 24 gotcha bye guys bye Wad Fam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lids Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wad Fam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Promises Promises was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Shock Pod.